Hello, and how are you all doing on this fine day? I am Antonio Palmaris. I didn't put enough seasoning on that one because I wanted to make it a little bit easier for some people. But here we go, the full seasoned one. I am Antonio Palmaris, and this is the Hungry Bleak Podcast. I hope you have all had a uh, wonderful week. Um, I hope your day's been good. Uh, I always try to not make it so time-specific as far as day, morning, and night. I just hope it's been good. I hope it's been good what have you. So, <sighs> lots going on. A lot has been going on actually this week with comics, a lot of news, a lot of um, uh, <laughs> new comics being announced and lineups. I love it. I love how this happens all year round, but I also love the fact that um, that we're starting to do it more during the summer. So, there's almost like a blockbuster summer, and there definitely was a comic that felt like a blockbuster comic. Uh and had like kind of a shared universe thing that was a total surprise that came out this week. Didn't realize that it was, but we'll get to that in a minute. Look, let's okay. Comic books are here. They're gonna be here. They're always gonna be here. It's great, what have you. But um, sometimes there are conflicts of interest, and there are also you have to have um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ethics, what have you. So. Movie came out um, today about a Scarlet Speedster. Not going to say the name, you know the name, and about the actor who is <sighs> Basora, uh, co-worker who I worked at. Uh, excuse me, who I worked with when I worked at Toys R Us. Um, excuse me, folks. I'm just going to give you a really short story. Uh, who worked at Toys R Us with me for a bit. Um, Toys R Us was a place where I could really let my nerd and geek impulses go because of where I worked in a store. I was a supervisor of video games, um, boys' apartment, and girls' apartment. Um, those were their gender um, categories for the store. That's not me saying that. Um, kids play whatever the hell they want. Um, except weapons and such like that, except like, you know, Stuff that, you know, that's more child appropriate, let's say. Let's go that route. So he asked me, he was like, oh, um, are, are you going to, to go see The Flash? And I was like, no, no. Well, yeah, I actually did say the movie, so yeah. I said, no, no, I'm not going to. He was like, oh, I'm surprised. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to. He was like, oh, wow. I was like, I'm not going to see it in theaters. I may see it when it's on, um, when it's on Max, just because of the people that are involved minus one person. Hey, so why? And I said, well, because of the lead. They are a menace. And the fact that they were uh, uh, rewarded for their behavior, which was atrocious towards people, uh, like legally, like assault, um, just uh, horrible to people. And no one bothered to really... Um, uh, you know, punish this person. You know, like also, and sometimes I think that people who are outside the um the nerd geek uh, spaces, they think that oh, you'll go to see anything, no matter what. And you're like, no, I will go see this or read this or what have you. But I also have that conflict of saying, wow, this looks really great. I really enjoyed this creator at one point, but what they did was disgusting inappropriate and atrocious so i'm not going to go and watch or read or play whatever this is there are 
there, there was a comic that came out a few years ago um, by a guy whose work I really enjoyed. But things came out about him years ago that are horrible. And to refresh my memory, before I even thought about getting this comic, I went and looked up everything that happened those years ago. And it turned out there was more than what I had heard. So I instantly was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Didn't look back. There's a game that I absolutely love. Um, it, it was on the Xbox, like the original Xbox, like the big green and black Xbox. There was a game I absolutely loved. I played through like four or five times, maybe. Um, actually traded it in, then bought it again so I could play it again. Um, and it turned out that the person who wrote the game, and I didn't know this at the time, person who wrote the game is a rabid um homophobic um uh like speaker like part of an organization everything and it made me sad and i said nope i can't and uh, and again unfortunately this was a game that i absolutely loved i can't remember the name of the game i'm sure i could look it up if i looked up this person's name um but i'd rather not even look up the person's name i would rather not because they're just a disgusting person horrible so yeah just because we're in these nerd and geek spaces and new things come out and everything and again uh, the movie looks incredible uh it's gonna do big numbers and michael keaton back obviously yes we've got cara Zorel. yes yes of course i would love to see that uh i love to i would love to see how this changes everything for that timeline and universe and everything but the actor I find their behavior just irreprehensible and disgusting. And there's no um, no accountability being um, being taken at all in public or what have you. Nothing. So, yeah, just because there's real cool things out there that, that are out there that are written or um, that are uh, movies, what have you, comics, whatever, we still do have an obligation to have that that moral compass and say is this worth it do we want to support this being who did this this and this we do so on that note i'll get off of my high horse because i'm a short man and we will get into some of the comic book news so one of the things about the comic book news <clears throat> excuse me that has happened lately is uh we have the comics broke me movement so now this is on the um, on the heels of this is a very sad thing, truthfully. Uh, this is on the heels of let me bring the story up for you guys. This is on the heels of Ian McGinty's death. Um, very tragic, and these stories started coming out about um, the industry and how it can use and abuse you. And how you are not paid well enough for all the work and the detail and the hours that you spend on these comics, not not being paid art um, between artists and writers, not being paid enough. You see the movies and everything. You go, oh wow, yeah, you guys must be making millions and everything. You see people like you know Stanley or Jim Lee or um, uh, 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 my God. Uh, Everybody who's there, I'll just say everybody. Everyone who works in, let's say, the big two, Marvel and DC, who make billions off of these movies, off of merch, off of 
buying the comics, everything. And the creative teams on these books are not paid anywhere near what these big businesses end up getting. They're not. They're not. They are paid a pittance. A pittance. I don't get to use that word very often. A pittance of what they should be getting for bringing these characters. Because even if, if you look at it, and, and I've said this a million times, and this is because I've heard this twice, maybe, maybe three times, in comic book shops. And this was by the owners. When a comic comes out, it will say, um, hey, uh, XYZ's movie is coming out on this date, on this date. You will see that. When a movie comes out, you will not see, hey, if you like this story, go check out your local comic book shop for more tales of spider-man or more tales of moon knight or more tales of the avengers or more tales of uh batman or more tales of the flash or more tales of whoever you don't see it you don't and it's a really weird thing because the comics are your base that's the source material why wouldn't you want to push that to the moon as much as you can with these creative teams on there so that they can get even more money and be paid more for all the work that they're doing and being on the schedule and, um, you know, rewrites and edits and um, the art that has to be done. That's a lot of work. I've never made a comic, but I know it's a lot of work. I know because I've watched I've watched um, tutorials. I've watched, uh, you know, what writers go through. I've watched them at their tables, at their boots, at cons. I have. I've paid attention because I want to see that other side of it. I'm not just a guy who's going to talk about something and then not really say, I want to see the human aspect of it. I want to see the human part of it because those are the beings that are putting this out there. So the comics broke me movement has just gone viral and it's been creators putting all of these, uh, these you know their stories out there on twitter and it's just heartbreaking it truly truly is of everything that's out here and again i love comics i love the creative teams everything like that but this is ridiculous this is utterly ridiculous that they're not being paid what they should be getting paid this is almost akin to the writer strike. Now, what would happen in comics if everybody was like, yeah, bet, no, 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 we're not doing this. And they striked. These companies would, would have to bend the knee, literally. They, they would have to bend the knee. And all these stories of not being paid is just horrible. It's ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Pay these companies, especially with everything they're going on. You know what? Let's go in, into the next story to even show more of this. Okay. So DC is bringing back uh, the Birds of Prey. So they've got a new comic uh, for the Birds of Prey. And it's going to be part of the Dawn of DC uh, series lineup in September, I want to say. So they've got the new lineup. It's going to be um, Black Canary is going to be leading it. We're also going to have Batgirl, um, Cassandra Cain. We're going to have Big Barda. We're going to have um, Zealot. And we're going to have Harley Quinn. 
you have Kelly Thompson is going to be writing and Leonardo Romero is going to be doing the art, the, the, um, the, the art for the book. I believe they work together on Hawkeye. This is a really cool book. Really great. Big name talents. Okay. I mean, Kelly Thompson alone is, is enough to sell this book, truthfully. This is going to be a big book. It's going to be out there. You may even get a series. You may even get uh, something in this new DC movie universe out there. Pay them. These are top tier people who are putting out top tier work and who are in a schedule monthly, monthly, monthly between rewrites, between writing, then rewrites, edits, art, ink, lines, um, lettering, everything. Pay them because you're making billions and you can't pay them a living wage, depending on what city they are. And let's be honest, a lot of the artists and writers and such like artists, writers, letters, colorists are in New York. That's, let's be real. New York has become like comic book capital, L, like California a bit. But let's be honest, it's it's New York. Let's just call it thing a thing. That's why there's San Diego Con. And then there's New York Comic Con. Those two. But New York, let's be honest, because most comics are based, a lot of comics are based in New York because it's New York, it's the Big Apple, it's known as quote unquote Gotham. You you gotta pay people what they're worth, and you know they're worth a lot because you're looking for them to be a part of this. You gotta pay these teams. I don't I don't understand. You gotta pay these creative teams. I don't okay, 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 okay. Okay, I'm going to step down for a little bit. I'm going to get all zen. So let's talk about the book. The book looks really great. These are all characters I love. I love Big Barda. Look at the size of Big Barda's hands. She about to, she about to put them hands on somebody. Uh, last time I saw Black Canary was in the was in the Deathstroke uh, series. I actually loved it. I love her symbol. I hope they come up with a t-shirt for it. Look, another piece of merch I'm just telling you about that will sell a lot of money that would, that will sell and will make a lot of money that you can give towards the creatives who are on the teams and the people who are creating these characters who have made them so big, pay them. When these movies come out and you giving them a pittance of a royalty or they created a character or Marvel created the character. And then someone like brought the character in a huge prominence, made the character, brought the character out of obscurity, took them from D-list to A-list. They've got figures and T-shirts selling out. Um, they've got pop figures, everything. I, I just, I, I have a thing about paying people and credit and recognition. Um, you know, because it's what people are worth. It just, it doesn't make any sense at all. It just doesn't. Just does it, it, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but what have you. So the next one we've got up is Subsume. Excuse me. So the new, uh, the creative, uh, the creative Juneteenth Subsume Summit is starting today. I will actually be a part of it tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will be able to watch a live episode of 2BNS where we're going to be talking about the schedule for uh, the Subsume Summit and some of the news that's going around uh, in, a, in the geek sphere from comics to gaming to movie to TV. 
we'll be talking about everything. Even some pro wrestling will probably be talking about maybe. Is there anything going on pro wrestling that's big? There always is. But yeah, we'll be talking about that as well. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a fun time. Go check out the website. Like, you know, you always know that I have the uh, the links in the episode descriptions so y'all can go and check everything out because I want you to check it out. I want you to have fun. I want you to see all the people that are out here doing it and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to create and bring things into prominence. Just go right to the website. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just go right to the website. Check out everything that's going on there. You can see we are like eight hours away. Awesome. And oh, beautiful artwork. Holy cow. It's amazing. And a keynote speaker this year is going to be Erica Alexander. Uh, look, uh, yeah, I mean, the credits alone. Maxine Shaw, uh, you know, um, Get Out, because uh, of Pamela and the Cosby Show, Black Lightning, Wu-Tang. I mean, she. there's not a place where Erica Alexander isn't. I mean, look, they've, they've got it here. She wears many hats. Yes, yeah, actress, trailblazing activist entrepreneur, creator, producer. She had a hand in one of my favorite comics, um, her and Tony Purier, um, called it Concrete Park. Uh, I love that series, and she worked on that along with Tony. It's an amazing series. Absolutely love it. Also, it's one of my favorites. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, these are some of the people that we have going on there. Confirmed speakers. Confirmed speakers. I don't know why I said confirmed. That makes no sense. Here we got Eric Alexander, like I said. Look at these people that we've got going on there. Ford Richardson, what? See our capers. What? Jabba Chan, Joy Infinity. My goodness, look at that. Keith Cross, one of the best out there. Love that dude's work. He's absolutely phenomenal. Oh my God, look at this. Zelda Knight, the name alone is cool. The name alone, Zelda Knight, is cool. The name alone is just diabolical and cool. I love it. I love it. Look at that. Look at that. That's beautiful. Dedrin Sneed is obviously hosting this event, and we are going to have a lot of fun. We're we're going to have um, a good time with this event. So if you can, please go on, check it out. We will be here, and we will have a lot of fun with that, folks. Okay? Good? Is, is that cool? Probably? Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, as always, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of events. Um, especially for Juneteenth weekend, um, you know, there's going to be a plethora of things going on, but something else that you can do at home. This was a big one. This was a return, which threw a lot of people off, including myself. I was not expecting this. Is Battle Chasers returns. After how long? It's, it's been a while. So <clears throat> this is uh, one of the ones from Joe Mad. Obviously, we all know Joe Mad. And this is out of image. So, yeah, this returned. Uh, and this kind of picks up at issue 10. Now, you can go and get the now the collected edition. There's um, a trade paperback, uh, which has been out since 2011. And then there was a new one, a revised one, like kind of like a massive copy, which came out um, in... Uh, 2019. I think I have the one from 2011. I bought it digitally because I couldn't find it in print and I wasn't going to be able to find it in print. But this has been since like 2001. Wait, 2001? It's been that? It's been 22? I'll be damned. Okay. Yeah, 22 years. So this picks up. Um, so we see retired uh, swordsman Garrison and Red Monica facing off against foes. I'm going to be real with you, folks. 
I had never read the whole thing. I think I got to uh, episode, excuse me. I got to issue four or five. I have the trade on my tablet, so I can just read that. So that's actually part of my summer reading list. Once I realized that Bellatrix was coming back this month, because I want to get in and read that. So yes, I will be starting from there, going with that because I'm excited to read it. Okay, and that is the news that is fit to print right now, folks. That's it. All right, so you know I love talking about Kickstarters and crowdfunding and everything like that. One of uh, one of my favorite things that I'm starting to realize there are, are um, audio dramas, sci-fi, horror, action, adventure, what have you. There are a few of them that I do listen to. One of the ones I absolutely love is one called Afflicted. First season was a great. This is from Ransom Media. They still have their crowdfunding going for this because they want to pay everyone a livable wage while they do this that's the voice actors like the the entire crew that's a part of this this uh this podcast and this show it feels like a fireside chat almost like old time radio but so good great so folks i want you to check out this message from ransom media this is the trailer for season two of afflicted the bella witch Whether it was witchery, some modern science, or a demon let loose from hell, I am unable to decide. Williams Bell from an authenticated history of the Bell Witch. Who's there? From 1817 to 1821, an entity calling itself Kate tormented the Bell family of West Tennessee. There is still no widely accepted explanation for this haunting. Coming summer 2024 on the new hit audio drama Afflicted, the Bell Witch returns to haunt a family in 1960s Tennessee. But only if we raise enough money to pay our cast and crew a living wage. Help bring this haunting to life and snag exclusive rewards like limited edition supporter t-shirts, producer credits, and more at afflictedaudio.com support. But do it quickly. Some perks are limited only to early supporters. And we're back. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this series. Um, and I a few weeks ago, I actually had Tanya Ransom on the show to talk about the series because I thought it was incredible. I really loved it, something different and amazing. And it felt like like it just felt really great to hear, just to be able to sit back and listen to it. You don't have to turn on TV or anything like that. You can just pop in your earbuds or you can, you know, have it on your iPod or your tablet, what have you, and just sit back and listen to it. And I loved it. It was just so engrossing. Like I, I loved um, certain aspects of True Blood. This is better than True Blood. So if you enjoyed True Blood and you, and you liked and you really got into it, this is even better than True Blood. To be honest with you, it's no damn Sookie annoying the hell out of you. Yeah, I have a whole thing about Sookie. Anyway. Um, yeah, but if you can go, as always, I will have the episode, um, link in the, in the description so you can go and check out, uh, everything so you can, uh, they've got merch. They've got a little bit of everything on there. Let me show you the website real quick. And there we go. So yeah, you can see, please let's, let's, let's fund this. Let's get this one up there. It's a great series. Um, the first season was amazing. Absolutely loved it. 
um, and then they'll give you like a um, a recap of everything here of the first of the first season. First season was awesome, incredible voice cast. Uh, the basic gist of the of the afflicted story is there is this book. You know, there's always like a central book, and sometimes a lot of stories. I'm um, like the the uh, uh, um, a grand grimoire or um a necronomicon. That book that's in the center of this. So each season will follow the book. And where and where it's been and how it affects the area that it's in and the people um, around it too and the people in that area. I love this series. I'm gonna be honest with you. This is not this is not hyperbole. This is not me. I'm not doing. I'm not getting paid for this or anything. I'm not doing anything like this. This is because I believe in supporting incredible indie artists across the board, not just in comics, but across the board. There are amazing people out here doing stuff that we should see a lot more of but we don't unfortunately because um to be honest with you a lot of the um content creators and the podcasters or show hosts whatever don't go they want to be big flashy they want to look at stuff they that's oh yeah you're doing this you're doing this you're doing this they don't want to look at indie people a lot of them even though they're indie podcasts and Contagers such themselves, they're indie. They want to go more with the bigger names and stuff like that, but they don't want to concentrate on these people doing incredible things in this indie space. They don't, and a lot of them are all boys shows. It's an all boys club. I'm, I'm gonna. I don't really pull away, y'all. Y'all know this. Um, was part of while I'll never be a part of that, those clubs or anything, um, or while they won't have my names in their mouths. So a lot of them are not going to display this. They won't talk about so like this. They won't talk about anything that truthfully isn't male led or male done or one of their friends or what have you. I'll just be honest with you. Just I, I, I have nothing to hide for that. Anyway, so yes, Afflicted, one of those things really should be talking about. Great series, incredible cast, hardworking crew, phenomenal people that do a phenomenal job on a phenomenal audio drama horror wow that was a plethora of phenomenals that's, that's what i do folks so yeah i'm always a fan of of um of women um just doing incredible amazing things that they do and just watching them and seeing them do these incredible things and and like wow that's great just giving them a knowledge but let's talk about something that is really awesome. Speaking of black women, Black Panther, the new Black Panther series uh, has come out. Um, it came out this Wednesday. I got a chance to read it. It was like my like. It was my like um, my appointment read for this week. I really had to like it. It was the one that I was like, you know what? I really need need to read this. I need to read. I need to read this. I have to read. This. I want to see what. E-viewing does, and obviously she knocked it out, out of the park. I don't even know why y'all would think that she wouldn't. I was introduced to E-viewing through Ironheart and haven't looked back since. Um, I've read her work on Ironheart, Champions. Um, it's just, I, I'm, I'm a fan. So when I saw this, I was like, yes, yes, yes. So let's go to the credits really quick. So we've got Eve Ewing as a writer um, on Pencil. We've got Chris Allen. Uh, 
Chris Allen and Craig Young are inkers, and Jesus Alberto is our colorist. <clears throat> excuse me, color artist. Absolutely love this. Okay, so the last two runs of Black Panther were polarizing to say the best. Um, quite divisive. Uh, we got Tanisi Coates came in and was writing the series. I read the first arc, I want to say, and yeah, people. That was a very, again, a very divisive run. Um, a long run though. I, I will say that a very long run and built a lot of stuff for Black Panther. Then we got Ridley. Another divisive run. Basically, people just didn't like the runs. I tried with Coach and I couldn't. It felt like it was homework. It felt so... The first issue, I was like, oh, wow, he's showing a lot of love to black women here and the door Milaje and the Midnight Angels. There's lots of going on. But it started to just feel like weight. It felt heavy. Too heavy. A comic book can have a message and truly be... Um, uh, and can, can truly hit on topics and be topical, but you still have to entertain us. You still have to give us something. And a lot of it just wasn't there. They tried a bunch of stuff. They, I mean, they, they had Wakanda in space. Still didn't hit. Ridley's did not hit either. So why wouldn't we do something different? Let's go a different route. And e-viewing is diabolical with it. I love it. So we have Black Panthers, a king without a nation. Um, without a country. Basically, this is like the story of Wakanda, of, of T'Challa from the ground up. Though, goes to uh, his father's old city. I love the fact that this is almost like, it's like two different ends of the spectrum. There's the golden city, and this is more like, you know, the impoverished um, ghetto if, if you want to say part of um, Wakanda and seeing uh, the Black Panther here doing almost vigilante work so they can show that there's still a, that Wakanda still has a protector and starting from the ground up and just doing, and he, he even says that like I'm doing little bits of things here. You see him like stringing up lights in, in the middle of the night in the suit, which is a little thing, yeah, but it's a little thing that you would do if you were a neighbor, if, if you were a friendly neighborhood Black Panther. Little, little things like that. First off, let me look at the, the design of the suit. I want this for Destiny. This looks like a Destiny um, Hunter suit, and I absolutely love it. I love the beauty of it. I love the, um, the aspects of... Uh, the African art on the shoulder. I love the uh, the cloak, the cape. I love um, the mask and the marks. I love all of it. It's beautiful. Chris Allen's art I absolutely fell in love with during his uh, run on Miles Morales' Spider-Man. This story felt hopeful. It felt... It didn't feel heavy and weighted like those other runs did, but still has a message. And you're seeing this great character trying to rise up from being just knocked down and knocked down and knocked down and mistakes being made. I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of e-viewing, like I said before, and this knocked out of park. Look at, and even show some of the backstory of what's been going on with, with T'Challa and he went in space and he was leaning on the Avengers for a while, just as a support system because they're, they're his friends and they're in essence, kind of a surrogate family. 
he always feels like he is he is um failing everything and it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy um but him being in uh Vernon T'Chaka, which is named after his father. And what he goes through is beautiful. And you see him, he starts following this young lawyer named uh, Niobe and wanting to elicit his help, who is this lawyer. He's a lawyer who does a lot of pro bono cases because he wants people to be aware of their rights and what's going on and help them in their businesses and everything. Um, the city, I, I love the fact that they show everyone is still clothed, everyone is still um, fed, everyone is still um, everyone is still um, what's the word? Every, everyone's still taken care of, you know, but it's just that um, there's still things that they could need that they could want more of. So that's what he's doing. He's trying to give that extra bit there. And the the Hatut Sarazi are still around, but they're like thugs. They're taking money. I, I just, yeah, this was so good. And the way that they even are having this big debate about whether it's better to not have a king and have a democracy or vice versa. Look, grab it. Grab the variants too. The variants are beautiful. This is one of those comics where I'm like, yeah, bet. This is one you should get. And it ends in just a really great way where, spoilers, we get this new character. Who is, I love that armor. Oh, it's incredible. But we get this. Who's that in the bottom there? Deathlock. Deathlock in Wakanda and Black Panther. You got me. Say less. I'm there. I'm in for it. So, yes, please go and check out uh, the Black Panther series, a new one. I'm telling you, it's this is where you want to be. This is definitely where you want to be. So the next one we're going to do is Void Rivals. So once again, now this is out of Skybound. Once again, my streak of of um, of impulse by comics does not disappoint so this is void arrivals uh this is written by robert kirkman remember that uh lorenzo uh de felici is artist uh matthias lopez is colorist and Bruce wooten is the letterer so remember how i sang about that shared universe thing well there's this big thing that kirkman is going to be bringing transformers and gi joe to skybound skybound is the imprint of image this book is out of skybound I remember what i just said so this book, at the beginning of this book, first off, I had to get it because it was Kirkman. The, the cover is absolutely beautiful. At the beginning of this book, I felt it was going to be like Enemy Mine. First off, that shows you how old I am. Some of you will not remember Enemy Mine. Some of you were not alive when Enemy Mine was made. Enemy Mine was basically a story of these two. Um, there's, an inter, there's an intergalactic battle and these two um, pilots being stuck on... Um, on like an asteroid or a moon. I can't remember. It was a long, long, long ass time ago. And they're played by Lou Gossett Jr. Plays the alien because, you know, they love putting black people in, in, in alien makeup. And Dennis Quaid plays the human um, pilot. And they're trying to communicate and they're angry and they're fighting. And then they become 
uh, allies and friends to get off of this um, planet. Right? Sounds right? Okay, cool. It starts like that, then it takes a huge turn. So we get one of the pilots, um, Derek, who's on the planet, and he has like a computer um, gauntlet, which is trying to help him to revive him after he crash lands. And there's another pilot, Seren, I think her name might be, or Solar, who they begin to fight. They realize they need to work together in order to get off of this. So they have the idea of trying to repair her ship with pieces from his ship because his ship is more beat up than her ship is. They're trying to do it. And they're like, oh, wow, a lot of our a lot of our um, our technology is compatible. This is kind of funny. It's weird. Unfortunately, there's a mistake and it blows up. So they're like, okay, fine, cool. She runs off. Then she runs back. She's like, hey, I found a ship. So notice the ship. Okay. So they're going to try to siphon some power from it and maybe some parts. Okay, cool, fine, what have you. This is what happens. So the ship transforms, notice my use of the word, into a robot or might I say an Autobot it's jet fire legitimate jet fire they it's not a knockoff it's not some type of whatever it's legitimately jet fire the Autobot and jet fire realizes that oh I've been starts analyzing the hands and the mold and everything's like oh I've been here for how many years millions eons flies away leaves them huge huge detail what is it like two or three pages huge detail flies away leaves them there so they have to figure out what to do and to be together but then they realize wait we look the same and the car's like wait this is like a, um, a vision I had. She's like, what vision? Notice the word vision also because of the jewel there. Let's be honest. So yeah, that's the big thing. So at the end of the comic, you read the newsletter and it says, well, here's the thing, big surprise. This is part of what they're calling the Energon universe. Kirkman is one of my favorites. Obviously, dude's always on point. In I mean, Invincible alone. But then you have The Walking Dead, which everybody talks about. Blah, blah, blah. I talk about Invincible. I'm Invincible, Thief of Thieves, uh, Reaper. Those are the three comics for me that really hit. This was a great story. I loved it. What a way to get people on the hook. Phenomenal. Also, you have this being the, the, the birth of the Energon universe, which is going to incorporate Transformers and G.I. Joe, because we know they have a history together of being combined from Hasbro, but this is huge. And then they have the nerve to put this in there, Transformers. Then we're going to get a Duke comic, a Commander, a, excuse me, a, a Cobra Commander comic. And we're going to get Transformers as Daniel Warren Johnson, who had um, Dual Powerbomb, which was a comic of the year for me, of uh, 2022, I think phenomenal so you're not slick we get you but i loved how you did it that was phenomenal stuff absolutely phenomenal now next one we have is queen of swords 
this is out of uh vault comics obviously as i wear the uh the 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 t-shirt for by bear so um queen of swords is a spinoff from uh barbaric which is from vault comics story of owen and the axe the drunken axe and soren who is his uh companion and they're going around and they become friends well at the end of the third arc there's this big battle trying to pull spoiler alert okay i'm going to say now where soren is trying to get um owen out of hell with the help of these three uh warriors uh let me get the credits i apologize so writer we have michael morisi who is constructing the whole barbaric universe pretty much uh artist is corin howell um colorist is uh kike diaz and letterer is jim campbell so this is the three of them uh which was uh sarah kai and death heart death heart now has a sword that is haunted by a denizen of hell who the denizen was trying to get out of hell along with soren when soren excuse me along with death heart when she was escaping and somehow through some way got sucked into the sword um kai we were introduced to in um harvest blades i think may have been that story i'm trying to remember the name of that of, of that arc it was in between the first and the second arcs i want to say um it was like a th three or four page i want to uh, excuse me three or four book maybe um issue story i apologize folks only had about three hours sleep last night but i love it the way they did the spinoff was so great because you have them it was like a tv show in the 80s or 90s and that's not a knock it was beautifully done at the end of the battle and after the end of getting uh owen out of hell the three of them decide to go and you know go on their own go together on their in, in their own ways to figure out what's happening about hell and the sword actually belonged to a vampire who was one of the who was a friend of Owen and Deathheart. So to get Owen out of hell, the vampire who had a soul, a la Angel, decided to send the soul to hell to get Owen out. And then when they turned around, the vampire was still there. So the vampiric entity was there, still in the body, but the soul is now in hell. I think that's going to be a story at a later point also because it was really cool. I loved it. This was awesome as well. It still has the same um, witty uh, humor and writing, which I absolutely love. And seeing these three characters, because we don't get a lot of black female characters or female presenting characters, I should say also. A, a lot of black female presenting uh, uh, characters in Sword and Sorcery stuff. We really don't. And she's a really cool assassin. Um, and we're going to get more of her backstory in this in this series as well. Like we got a lot of her, we got some of her backstory in the in the third arc of Barbaric. Absolutely loved it. You putting a witch, an assassin, and a barbarian together. What's the worst that could happen? A lot. You're getting that witty humor. You're getting the banter. You're getting the incredible fights and the just blood soaked everything. Um, because that's what Barbaric is known for. Obviously, it's not just the name. It's actually the fights 
are very visceral and bloody and incredibly red. Now, I will say um, there is a bit of nudity, um, some sexual uh, depictions in in the comic um, consorting with demons because, you know, it's demon time somewhere. Yes, I said that, and I apologize. Not really. And I love it. I'm a huge fan of Barbaric. I think um, there's another comic also called The Last Barbarians, which I think might be a part of this universe. I'm not sure, but I need to check that out as well. So, yes, these are my three picks for the for uh, just what's going There were a plethora of comics that came out, though. There were a plethora. Seriously. There are so many. But yeah, these are three new ones that have come out that I definitely recommend. Go and check them out. They were just beautiful, outdone. Like I said, Black Panther is was a joy. So I'm so excited to be reading this one on a regular basis. It will be awesome. I'm excited. All right. So, all right. Wellness Check Friday. I want to make sure that you're all doing well. Did you drink your water? Did you take your meds, whether for physical or mental or emotional ailment. So I'm me policing you. I just want you to be the best you that you can be. One of the things that I did this week is I allowed myself to have a nice thought. Probably sounds weird. Let me <laughs> explain a little bit. I have in I have had issues with intimacy because of past relationships, unfortunately. So it's hard for me to let someone um like you know actually um embrace me um in that romantic in, in that romantic or, or intimate way and i'll want it but then when a person tries to do it i'll automatically say no let me do this for you it's a way of switching it up because i think in a deep-seated really um messed up way damaged way um that i don't think i'm worthy of it so this week i allowed myself to think of someone allowing me to be just a person, a human being, not a utility, not a, not a thing to do something for them, but allowing me to be, allowing me to have softness because it's important to have softness. Even I don't care if you're male presenting, you you know, you got real hard all the time. You know what I mean? You, you, you're all that. No, no, you still need softness at times. You can't, it's like Cat Williams said, you can't be, you can't be angry at breakfast. You can't be gangbanging on bacon. You can't, you get, excuse me, you have to have those moments. You have to, you need that time. So I had a nice thought of myself and uh, uh, a future partner um, just being nice and soft with each other and like lying on a couch and just being chill and relaxed. And it really was like, wow. And I was like, this is what manifesting feels like. And I started going, yeah, this is what I, this is what I want. This is what I need. I, I normally don't talk about romantic stuff and um, like um, and uh, romantic relationships and such like that on here. I normally don't because I don't really talk about that part of my life very much. Um, but it was a beautiful thing just lying on a couch and me reading to the person and then the person reading to me. I love hearing a partner's voice. I love um, that and reading beautiful that's paradise right there that's paradise and that's what i'm looking forward to 
So that's my um, thought is to give yourself softness, give yourself the ability and give, give yourself the grace to be soft and to have softness and to allow that intimacy there. I'm not saying you got to let everybody in, but you know when that person is got you, you know. You know what I'm saying? You know when that person is there and and, and and they've got you, you know? So, yeah, that's my thing this week. That's my self-care wellness uh, check of, uh, tip. Give yourself grace and give yourself peace. All right, so bleak perspective this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. It's that time of year where it's nice outside. We're out. We're, you know, the pandemic has been saying, hey, it's not as big of a threat as it was. It's still there, but done over. You can go out. Okay, we're going out. Be careful and be safe. Okay? The world is wild always. And now with people really being able to go out this summer, it's going to be even wilder. So I want you to drink your water. I want you to hydrate. I want you to cover yourself up, not because of modesty, but just because of the sun. You get hot, things happen. Just be careful. If you're out and you're about, you're going to bars, whatever, you're drinking, you're doing your thing, you're out here popping it like it's nobody's business, because it is nobody's business. Be careful with your drinks. Um... If you can, watch the bartender while they're making them. Don't leave your drinks around anyone that you don't know. Um, There are lots of tips that they'll show you about covering up your glass around people. Like when you're going somewhere, so like if you're walking through, like if you're going through a few people, you put a napkin over it, hold it over so nobody can slip anything into your drink while you're walking by. I want you to be safe, please, because it's important and I don't want anything happening to anyone. And I don't want to see anyone being taken advantage of. And being preyed upon because you're important you deserve that dignity all right care about y'all i want y'all to have a fun summer so on that note folks look i don't have a restaurant to give you this week i'm kind of winding it down my mind is in a different place right now i'm trying to formulate ideas because we'll be coming back i'm going to be ending this season on uh, the 13th excuse me on the 30th And then I'll be back in September shooting for New York Comic Con, trying to get in there. Just want bigger and better. But with your support, I know I can do it. And I appreciate each and every one of y'all. All right. Thank you so very much to all of my pancake heads, old and new. I appreciate you. I love y'all. You give me that support that I love. And I could never have imagined that people would support me the way they do. But I'm still going to be that. I'm still this indie guy. I'm still this indie darling. Quote, heavy quotation marks on darling. Of all the mess that I talk about people. And how people treat things. But I appreciate it. And thank you. I'm here. Alright. So y'all have a great day. Um, do the best you can with what you got. Because in the end that's all that you get. And I'm going to go. Um, do something. Eat something hopefully. Alright. Y'all, I'm out. Let me give you a little shoulder shake.